This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 449, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Let's go get out in the street. Somebody's got her. Let's get the stars to align. Power lambs are slime. Bonjour! Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 449. I thought you were going for it. 
Connor come back. I, I it's been how many years since high school friends? You thought about it. There was a there was a little I heard it. There was you were going for it. You're like, well, Bonjour, new so many fun boy. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> the comic. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. Joining me is Josh Flanagan. Bonjour. And sitting in for Paul Montgomery is the editor in chief of comicbook.com, Jimmy V. James Ascardi. Hola. Il est un garçon italien de Long Island. <laughs> we are a fanboy. We like comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best book they read. We call that the pick of the week. Le meilleur livre. We talk about it on this year's podcast, along with other books of the week on the topics of interest. Topic d'interest. Before we get to the show, this is like watching a Godard film. Uh, before we get to the show, a quick reminder and a warning. This is, That's awful heady for what's happening here. <laughs> it's actually nothing like a Godard it's, film. I'm this is a review show. We will be talking about things that happened in this week's books. Also, no Brigitte Bardot as far as it, I can it see. It is also like, ultimately pointless. Well, that, that's true. So if you're worried about spoilers, pause the show, come back. When the coast is clear. I don't know any of those words in French, so let me just let that go. <laughs> so is, the sh- is the show over? The show is over. <laughs> All right. The rest of the show is just going to be meaningful looks at each other. Josh. Oui. You had the pick. This week, the best book Batman. Uh, I remember 34. 34, I think. Scott Snyder. Jerry Duggan. Matteo Scalera. Who has to fucking stop it. I've said this every week that we talk about black science. I don't know. I don't know who's letting this go on, but Matteo Scalera needs to stop it. How does he have time for this? I don't. I, I, I don't know. And he didn't miss an issue. I guess they had a little like break in in between six and seven. I think on Black Science. I guess that's where there's, there was a couple issues uh, this week that were out by guys who have Image series. Uh, yes. So, so this was you know. a uh, one shot yes. after zero year, co-written by Jerry Duggan. Yeah. So, uh, well, he wrote it. He and Snyder plotted it. Jerry Duggan scripted it. Right. And. Mateo Scalera of Black Science drew it, and it was fucking awesome. So, uh, this is sort of a case of, and, and I'm going to try to make this sound as not horrible as possible. You know that old saying about, like, every, uh, uh, somewhere there's a guy married to some beautiful supermodel, but he's tired of sleeping with her? Yes. That's a little what Batman was like. I Ooh. think that we were in the story that 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 has been so expertly rendered uh, by, by Snyder and Capullo for such a long time that to come out of this on the other side and just take one issue that is, is like a, is a, is a, it was a one and done. It was, it reminded me of, of the Dini run a little bit, you know, it was just, let's do a Batman story. Well, it reminded me beyond that. It just reminded me of like classic eighties or nineties Batman yes. stories. Yeah. You know, there's it, just a serial killer. The Batman he has to right. find. And that it was, was just, it. it was just like, we're, we're in, we're going to do a story. He's going to solve it. It's, it's happening now. I don't, nobody else is involved. There's no other running threads. Let's just do this. And we're going to do it with, uh, you know, great characterization and, and, and stunning art. That two page spread where he's, he's swinging through Gotham and there's all the, uh, you know, TV screens around him was just in perspective. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, there was there was that the one thing I, I not wasn't worried about. Right. But one of the things that I love about Jerry Duggan in particular is his humor. And, you know, I mean, he, he does it expertly with, you know, Brian Posehn over in Deadpool. Um, but as, as I'm reading this issue, I'm like, man, this is this is getting dark. And he then there's that. but there's one moment that just breaks the entire, uh, you know, the you know, heaviness of the entire issue. 
um, that had me laugh out loud. And it's when they're in, uh, you know, they they cap they capture the guy and they throw him into the Joker cell. And <laughs> the joke is just like, do you know, do you think the you know Joker will you know uh, be disturbed? And Batman's just like, he's always disturbed. And the guy was like, oh, you just made a joke. But then he did and the I, Batman disappear thing. <laughs> Yeah, it burst out laughing. Yeah, it was yeah. And just also, like, like perfectly that, timed. That also that makes me think that it's a little. It's I think I think it's a little wee nod to uh, to the Killing Joke. Whenever Batman does mm-hmm. something funny, I think that people are just going. I just I really liked the plot of this. Yep. And the idea of the of the villain and basically in a city full of colorful, garish psychopaths like the Joker and Two Face and Penguin and Riddler, etc. This guy just wants to kill people, not be known. He wants to fade in the background. He doesn't want anybody to know he's been doing it. He doesn't want any recognition. He just wants the thrill of the killing, and that's it. Everything else is too much. He doesn't want. And I, li- I really like that. It was a very un-Batman-like villain it's to true. fight. It was and also... Then, oh, I was going to say, it was, it's also a really... It's a really interesting reversal on the idea of I mean, we've we've seen lots of horrible things happen in the last couple of years, and and you know the argument is always well they, they want to be known they're trying to be noticed they're trying to be remembered so every time you say you know the names of the guys who shot up Columbine or you know all of the things that came after that like you're you know you're giving them what they want and this is just a take on the opposite of that. Right. So Batman's going to give him recognition by throwing him in the Joker cell and everyone's going to know who he is, wondering why he's in the Joker's special cell, which apparently he has his own cell, like. Like a, some sort of chic at the Beverly Hilton, but um, <laughs> he was a keep former it made up. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at, through this now and looking at the scene where Batman is uh, investigating with the flashlight mm-hmm. and the coloring and the shadow work. It's this was a Capullo is fantastic. We yes. love Capullo, but this was a really nice t- uh, change of pace and just wonderful. Matteo Scalera is fantastic. Off. It yeah. was it was sort of reminiscent of Snyder's detective run. Yes. Where yeah. it Only, just, yes. it felt, you know, uh it felt detective y, I guess. And um, you know, and it had the sort of same you know, Matteo sort of invokes the same feeling as artists like Jock and um and things like that. But it's it, that it almost looked like they're in black and white, which I thought is really it's Lee Lowridge and Colors also we should mention. Yeah, Just that's true. Incredible job. Who works with Mateo Sclera on, on yeah. Black Science too. Yeah, it was just it was moody. Mm-hmm. It was uh you know, it it had some some levity to it and it was just I thought the pacing of it was was great. Like it it didn't feel too long and it didn't feel too short. It was just like the perfect nice one and done story. We've, and we've talked about how difficult that is. A lot of yeah. times modern day writers don't really get a satisfying narrative into 20 pages these days. First of all, it's very difficult because there's only 20 pages, but you know, guys who write six-issue stories for trades, it's hard to write just one, and this is really well-constructed. I got to say, like, you know, like these days, I find myself really appreciating like, a, a really satisfying single issue. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. on something like Batman, we don't see it all that much anymore. I mean, the, all the storylines that we've read about Batman have been at least six issues, usually twelve. I mean, we're we're, st- we're in that thing for a long time. And at DC, they're actually monthly, um, as opposed to I mean, four Marvel issues just came out since we started talking. So, <laughs> well, we'll actually get to one that's actually we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, it uh, it was just really really fun. And if you're a person who likes Batman stories but hasn't been reading the book, you can check out 34 and not have, need anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. There's an oblique, nice. oblique mention to Batman Eternal, which is that scene I mentioned where he's swinging through the city and complaining about everything that's going on in Batman Eternal, including that it's being published at all. But um, it, it doesn't, you don't, doesn't matter. You just, you just need to know who Batman is and you're fine. And it's, it, just looks, it just looks amazing. 
tell you what, makes me super excited for the Batman book that Jerry Duggan is going to continue on writing. Um, I guess in the next couple of months, isn't he doing that book with um, Sean Crystal? Connor and I have stopped paying attention, so that sounds like a new thing. <laughs> yeah, we don't pay attention. Once we start doing the website, no more news. It's just read the books. It's pretty awesome. When they come out, it's, uh, it's nice. It really gives you a whole perspective on just the book. Well, they're putting out a whole bunch of new, interesting Batman books, and I think right. that's one of them. Yeah, Jerry Duggan and Sean Crystal are doing Arkham Manor. That's right. Arkham Manor, and there's the uh, Batgirl Dolphin book. Academy. There's, there's the uh, new one, the Ben Templesworth book we just got announced. That sounds really good. Okay. Um, so there's lots of interesting things going on in Batman right now, and you know, we've been living in zero zero year for the a year. year. So uh, once we get through the next month, which is the 52 Earth's End or Year's End or whatever the hell it's called, uh, it'll be interesting to see Future's End. Whatever they do next will be interesting to see. Yeah. So just, you know, good single issue. If you haven't read Batman for a while, you feel like you want to go in one. If you have, you know, Snyder still did the story. So, you know, it's not like it's, it's, it's like, this is very different. It's not. You know, it's just we've zipped forward to now. It's a good-looking, fun book. Read it. So, Josh, did you catch up on Avengers Undercover? Because last time we talked about it, you had forgotten to read all of them. I did. I read all of them. And? In a very short amount of time. And I don't think that you know me as the kind of person who's going to read a lot of something <laughs> in a short amount of time if it's poopy. Well, you only have a short amount of time to begin with. It's right. No, it was, it was really good. In fact, I read it. I read them like pretty much at the same time I read my week's comics, which is a little bit, little bit of a light week, but it was still... Uh, I think it was probably like my favorite thing I read because I got to go straight through and do a bunch of them. Um, I do think that this last issue, issue number eight, uh, on the cover, it said Walker, and I went, "All right," but it was not Kev Walker. It was Ty Walker, and I don't know if that's Texas Ranger. I don't know if that's underhanded. It wasn't bad art, but it's you know Kev Kev Walker. Like every time I get to a Kev Walker issue, and it seems like he can only do about two in a row before he's got to he's got to take a take one off. Uh, Jim, you're you you keep up with things. What is the last issue of this series? Is it next the next one or the one after? I think there's two more. I think it's ending at ten. Yeah, I could I could keep going, but I also I like the idea that it ends in sort of a season kind of thing. I think it's it's kind of cool like that. Um, you know, I I liked this issue specifically. Uh, a bunch of stuff's gone on, but this one we basically jumped ahead three months later. They decided uh, they're gonna. Some of them decided they're gonna be in the Masters of Evil. And some of them decided they were going to pretend to be in the Masters of Evil and then help take them down so they could clear their names and do everything. And it's just, you know, all, all along, just like from, from sort of uh, when Avengers Arena started, you know, it's great. I don't want to say world building, but just sort of building up these characters. Their the character building. Yeah, yep. but the, like, the I, world I of these I still characters. really like the characters. Oh, absolutely. Like, even throughout the entire story from, you know, back when it first started, like, I still really like these characters. I think you really, you really have a saga here with these characters. Yeah, you know, I, I like I like the fact that, you know, they're a team and they're ostensibly friends for what they went through together, but put in a situation where they are tested morally, mm-hmm. some broke one way, some broke the other. and it's different than how they did it in the in arena. Right. And that's, that was what's really interesting about it is, well, I'm not pretending. I'm actually in the Masters of Evil. Mm-hmm. And here's a, here they are, and they're about to kick your ass. Yeah, so it's a great twist too. Yeah, like it was really that was really interesting, and and the relationships that are going on with the characters, and like there was a ton of story in these twenty pages, like a ton of it. You know, they they fought the hand. They you know the, there was a, a twist on one of the characters. You know, there was a really like the the um, characterization of Zemo is awesome. Like I love a good Zemo story, and this was like spot on. Like he's just 
He's got I appreciate the need to, to brand your own image, and he's got his own little Nazi armband with a Z on it, but it's not nearly as intimidating as the swastika. I don't see Damon Hellstrom necessarily wearing that band. <laughs> that's, that's, a pro- that's one of the things that's been interesting throughout this is that uh, Hellstrom, uh, and like they've mentioned that he's in, in a gray area, but in this one, like he's, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if he'd sign up with these guys. That doesn't quite ring for me. Besides that, that's just... And also, like, you know, like, we were actually, you know, this is the first time since basically Vaughn was writing The Runaways that we've really, I think, felt like like these are the characters that we got to know then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more so than Joss Whedon, more so than, than I think Paul, Paul Cornell wrote them for a little while, you know, but, but you've got Nico and Alex together, and it's really interesting uh, to watch how that happens. Jim, were you an uh, Avengers, uh, what was the other one, Academy person? Yeah, I uh, Academy Arena. I so I you've loved been it really all. on because we jumped on with Arena, but you've been on this journey with these characters for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's it's weird. Um, I got seriously back into comics right around Civil War, and so like when the Initiative stuff happened and Avengers Academy first started, it was one of the like the books that Marvel conned me into getting. And I was like, oh, you know, from Civil War, read these books, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess it's important. And then I ended up really, really liking it. So I just, you know, happened to, I mean, it's had its ups and downs. You're confirming but. that there's some sort of con job going on at Marvel. <laughs> like, so, oh, but, but you, you must really feel the arc of these characters going all the way back to that formation Years. of that team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, like knowing that it's coming to a close is just one of those things where it's like, I hope someone does something with these characters. I don't even care if they show up in other books. Um, For me, I mean, I think the story that comes out of this is is how insanely talented Dennis Hopeless is mm-hmm. for a guy who you know, doesn't have all that much experience. He's, he's relatively new. He's to- done, you know, he's done some some pretty well received but not well known indie comics, and then he kind of you know got started on this on this Marvel kick, and just from day one is just doing really interesting, good work, and I think that that's super impressive. Yeah. It's really good. Now, Jim, you are like Paul, a young jerk. And uh, did, so did you read Spider-Man 2099, the original series? Nope. I read Spidey 2099 when Marvel released it, uh, when they started re-releasing the Ultimate Collections. Right. And um, I was it, was, it was okay. Uh, I, I enjoyed bits and pieces of it, but I really really like this new series. So this new one from Spider-Man from, 2099, number two, uh, Peter David, the original writer, writing uh-huh. here, and uh, Will Sliney. Will Sliney. Um, yeah. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. I mean, it's fun, but I'm trying to... I loved that original series and I read it uh, uh-huh. originally. I just don't know... I don't know if I feel the connection to the to this one. That's See, to me, I'm just... I'm reading this as... Uh, it it's taking place in a universe. Yes, it's the Marvel universe, but I don't I don't really care. Um, yeah. I like the I really like the characterization of you know Miguel. this iteration of Miguel, um, and I kind of like the slick look of Sliney's art. Yeah, uh, I, I like it, it a lot, especially when he is Spider Man. Yeah, I like uh, it you know last the, season Spider Man. Yeah, well, well, it's like there's the one scene in the book where he is, you know, trying to dupe this girl and he has his watch like 
give him a really weird future looking costume. And there's yeah. a throwaway line where it's like, why are you giving me this costume? It's like, cause this is what people in the future think the future looks like. Right. And, I, and I thought that was spot on because that, if you were to ask me to see what a, you know, future suit looked like, that's what it would look like. But there's just something about, you know, uh, even some of the action sequences that Sliney is able to put mm-hmm. together just, it, it keeps me engaged in a lot of the sort of one liners here and there. And, the the kind of a you know dick that Miguel is, um, <laughs> I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's it's definitely fun, and I like this issue more than the first one. I didn't dislike it. I just don't know if, what to make of it yet. Yeah. Um, I do like the characters more here. I think there's a lot more interesting things going on. I think I mean, because I, the first issue was not really a first issue, was what threw me off. Yeah, because I guess there was appearances previously that that it just led out of, and I don't, I didn't know what was going on. But but, but even still, I think the issue, like so far, these first two issues have felt pretty self-contained. I mean, there is an yes. ongoing narrative, but that but issue one and issue two do feel like they are sort of nice little standalone issues, and I think that's really what I like the most uh, about it. Where you know, I, yes, there is an ongoing story going on there, but there isn't. There's an adventure going from start to finish, and yeah. Um, that's what really uh, was keeping me keeping me in. Now, Josh, you mentioned earlier the double shipping on uh, Marvel books, and we actually have one at DC now. Harley Quinn, number Look what nine doing over there. We should do that. Do more. <laughs> so I got to got to pad that top ten. I find this fascinating because yes, this is by no means a bad book. I think it's very enjoyable. It has that Jimmy Palmiotti off kilter sensibility to it. It sort of flies in the face of everything else DC publishes. However, I am fascinated that it continues to be a top 10 selling book. And I can't yeah. really figure out why. Again, it's not a bad book, but that no. doesn't, not, good it books doesn't, don't, don't, doesn't mean it's going to be well, in the top 10. Well, here's the thing. It's a, it's, 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 I, and I don't read it regularly, but it's a little quirky. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not an A character, and they're not superstars producing it. So usually those things do not make a best-selling book. Right, exactly. And it's not even like – I mean, and this is also where, where really good books that, you know, like, like, like uh, Avengers Undercover, really great mainstream comic book. That's not – guess we know that's not going to be anywhere near the top ten. So why is this happening? I don't know. And it's so it, – it, and this is a lighthearted book too. And we, we know, you know, these days or these generations, lighthearted books don't, aren't really popular. It I doesn't take wonder- itself seriously at all. I almost wonder if it's the character's increased popularity and awareness in other, you know, media. What? Like she's in the well, TV but, I mean, show from twenty years ago. No, I mean she's got pretty big roles in the the Arkham video games, which a lot of people bought and a lot of people played. Um, you're seeing a lot more of the new Fifty Two slash Arkham Harley Quinn being cosplayed more and more at at conventions. Uh, what she was the focus of the last animated feature, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so still, that's that has rarely translated to bigger sales in a, uh, in a comic book. I think it's weird though when it when you compare it to something that's more closely tied to a video game. I think I think yeah. that audience is starting to buy comics more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I, also and, think, I think she has a big female following too. Yes, but it's just I just find it utterly fascinating. I and I really enjoy the book. It it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you if you think about it too hard, but it's a lot of fun. Um, in this issue, she is which one is clear? I sort of a couple in a row because I missed some while I was off because they published four in the two weeks I was off. Um, <laughs> this was the issue where she uh, oh she went to the nurse. She she's been doing um, 
a roller derby, and this is when she went to the secret roller. roller oh, she was doing burlesque in this one too. It's just biz- it's a bizarre book, <laughs> and uh, it, it doesn't really make any sense. And there's there's a lot of in jokes. The last issue, she 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 threw a bag of shit at the DC offices. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this you issue, get, she gets got a snort. She gets kidnapped by a member, uh, uh, a uh, employee of Jim Hanley's Universal. It's called Jim Handy's Galaxy, um, and kidnapped and kept in a cage in his basement and, until she gets out. But um, I just find it interesting. It, it, it confounds all. I'm, I'm super happy for Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, who co-writes it with him, that this book is really popular. Is Justin Gray not involved? No, it's Jimmy and Amanda writing yeah, together. It's just um, and it's, it's uh, John. John Tim's on art. <laughs> I'm really happy for them. I just find it. Yeah. I just genuinely find it interesting that this book continues to be popular, and I think it's great. That's cool. I, w- I wish books like Power Girl had been in the top ten. Then we have to still be reading it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, there you go. You can't have everything. Well, all right. What do you do? Now, Starlight's on the opposite track as as <laughs> Harley Quinn. It doesn't come out as often, but I don't care because Starlight number five continues uh, this fantastic, fantastic story. Man, this book is so pretty to look at. Just. From the from the movie, like what what I like about Starlight is it feels, and I, and I don't know if it's just because there's something in the cosmic water, you know, these days. But I'm really digging like uh, classic ish sci fi stories, mm-hmm. and to me, Starlight is like a Guardians of the Galaxy book that you know has nothing to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. That you know is just you know building. Uh, this world and it's it's so great because it's it's weird like if you were to say you were a Mark Millar fan you know uh, a couple of years ago people would be like what the fuck is wrong with you but um, he's just on a total total roll and this book just is pure you know it just shows it um, that makes what the jaw dropping art of Goran Parlov is just there's adventure. There is. Uh, there's. Well, we had, be, other... we had betrayal and intrigue. In the last it was the last issue or this one. We in the last issue we learned that his his buddy on the planet, uh, the main character's buddy on the planet, was actually a spy for the bad guys. And then this issue blows up. And I liked I liked the backstory of the little kid. Yep. There's a lot of great stuff in here. Yeah. Um, cool rig. I love these ray guns. I mean, look mm-hmm. at it. It looks ridiculous, but it's fun. <laughs> it looks looks kind of like a dildo, but. Um, Josh, yeah, that's, it's, probably, that's probably in the script because <laughs> we can talk about the maturation of Mark Miller as much as we want. But I mean, also, on. is that Tom Brevoort in there? Um, you know, it, yeah, it, you guys have kind of said it. I, this, uh, it's a, it's it's a good. I feel like I've said everything about this book. I don't know about anything about this issue specifically, but um, you know, it's the, you get to the end of it and you're like, oh, come on, more, <laughs> come on. It's because you yeah. know it's going to be a little while. And uh, for me, it's it's been it's really fun. To watch this new Mark Miller, yeah, to, not well, that, new, but like <laughs> renewed. How's that? To is a guy that I had almost completely written off, and, and you know, like it's cool. Uh, you know, it's why you, you should never like completely close your mind to uh, to a creator. You know, no, they're, they're you know, the, they got in, they've got something basically. You know, Gar- Gordon Parloff can draw a fucking kick ass car. He can draw all yep. of the things. He Must, uh, Mustang he drew is was, was fantastic. I mean, for me, the thing that's the most impressive is that he just does it with such economy. He's yes. su- he's such a good storyteller, yeah. and is not there's there's no there's no sense of trying too hard. Well, I, it's funny because I was actually talking about this this that issue earlier car. earlier today. 
uh, with someone at work, and they were looking through the issues was on my table, and they were like, you know, the older I get, the more I like art with fewer lines in it. Yeah. And does it does its job with 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 less. And that's completely true. There's I think reason Gorham that Park. every artist in the world reveres Alex Toth. It's not, you know. Yeah. Yep. So Starlight Number Five. Soon there'll be a trade for that, and when it does come out, I recommend you get it. And hopefully, you do it by going to ifanboy.com/slash/amazon. That's where you can make all your Amazon purchases and help us out the process. We get a little piece of the action, keeps the lights on, keeps the servers going, keeps Josh in fireworks. I know how much you love those fireworks. And fireworks. I think they've stopped. So, slash <laughs> Amazon. And you, if you go to that page, you find a link to Amazon. If you want to click that link, copy it, and make it your permanent Amazon link. Never have to think about it ever again. We appreciate that. Also, ifanboy.com slash registration is where you can become an iFanboy member. For three bucks a month or 30 bucks a year, you can help us out directly. And uh, we, everyone who does that, they're all our favorite people. And, and Josh has got a guarantee where if you're an iFanboy member and you're in his area, he will give you a hug. Sure. So, there you go. Sure. Let's see how that works out. The Flanagan guarantee. Mm-hmm. It's like a 10-minute radius. You have to live in my neighborhood. Well, yeah. I, I didn't say you'd come to them. I said if they're in your area. Right. That's the guarantee. My office hours. Yeah. Are, are, uh, what if, Thursday. What if, if their car breaks down on your street, they come to ask and knock on your door just by happenstance to ask for use your phone, you will give them a hug. I'm going to – yeah. I'm going to tell them, I'm telling them the folks, folksy stories too. You'll give what them a hug, but you won't, give, you won't let them use your phone though. No. I don't have a phone. <laughs> What if they see you grocery shopping? I, that's my. That's me time. <laughs> I, I, I got shit to do. If I'm grocery shopping, that means that I'm hurrying because I probably don't have time to go grocery shopping. <laughs> it's been Cap- a problem lately, but I don't think people at home want to hear about that. Captain Marvel number six. Which one is this? This is not Ms. Marvel. No, this is Captain. the Carol Danvers. Um, War bad. <laughs> Uh, it's it's weird. I I almost uh, you know feel bad talking about like the last issue in an arc, but we just did it with Starlight, so who cares? Um, it, this issue felt like a first issue, uh, which I thought was just a really nice way to sort of package it. Like Kelly Sue, definitely Kelly Sue DeConnick, you know, writer, and David Lopez on art. Uh, Kelly Sue just she's got this character down. Um, and another character that she has very much down is uh, Jason of the Spartax, uh, Star-Lord's There's, dad. None of that's English. Yep, Star-Lord's dad, uh, who is a real big intergalactic jerk. Do we know that? I, 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 never mind. Let's not do real <laughs> discussion. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but one of the things is that uh, David Lopez's art from issue to issue has just gotten just better and better and better. And um, Lee Lowridge is doing something super special with the colors uh, in this issue as well, that um, it's just, it's bright and it's airy and it's, you know, even in space, it doesn't feel, it's like sometimes space can feel real claustrophobic because a lot of people will pack, you know, a lot of panels with either spaceships or, or soldiers or whatever. Um, It's cold. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't. You don't get that with this, and you know it's the at the end of this first first arc. You know, you get the you get the whole sense that you know Captain Marvel is a total badass. She, you know, she's a good person. Like she she is a great superhero, and it, there it's very obvious why there is such a legion of fans that follow this book. Um, and so, if you haven't checked it out, I would definitely do so. 
Star Wars 20. Josh, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but didn't uh, Star Wars Legacy end while I was away? Did you, you and Paul talk about that? I feel like there's another one because I, I'm, I'm not reading the Star Wars ongoing one anymore. I'm reading Legacy, and I feel like the last one didn't end. Uh, I, think there's, I feel like there's one more. Okay, well, if there's one more, then this issue does not close out Dark Horse's run of Star Wars, but this closes out the Star Wars series by Brian Wood. And uh, our artist Carlos Danda, who was the original artist in this book, uh, returned for the last two issues. And uh, this, I love. I really enjoyed the last two. This was the um, quick two-parter that ended the thing, the run in which uh, Leia, Han, Luke, and Chewie go to rescue a deep cover spy who was a childhood friend of Leia's, and just a just a little rescue mission that allows all the characters to play off each other in the way you like, and uh, you know focuses the story because it had gotten kind of big and unwieldy with this bizarro forced marriage story going on before. And uh, that was kind of silly. But this was small. It took place in the Millennium Falcon, basically. And it was just fun. And you got to have, you know, Leia and Han Bicker. And, you know, Luke was wearing his yellow jacket. It was kind of like a bringing it all back to full circle. So uh, Star Wars 20 closed the run. And I really, on the most, for the most part, enjoyed this book a lot. I thought the beginning was really strong. There was a couple of great Vader stories in the middle. And the last story was strong. So... I thought this was overall a pretty successful series. And uh, between this, this book and Legacy ending, it's really an end of an era in comics with Dark Horse losing that uh, license. And we'll talk more about that later in the show. But uh, really good, I thought, especially this issue. You liked it all the way through? No, I wouldn't say all the way through. There's a couple of clunkers. clunkers and in 20 issues, there was probably 15 strong ones. Right. But right. That's, that's a good average. No, it's not bad. Why does, this, why does the script say all new X-Men 453? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> you the, wrote that. That's the, that's I did? The, no, 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 no. I did. Jim did. I Jim did. wrote a it's joke a sh- in the script. How did that I sure happen? did. <laughs> that's, how many, new- that's how many issues came out in a lot this year. Oh. <laughs> all new X-Men number 30. Uh, it was Brian Michael Bendis, Sarah Pichelli, I guess, making her all new X-Men debut. Uh, and colors by Marte Gracia. In this issue... Uh, Angel and X-23 have relations. X-23 X- really got over Cyclops pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, X-23 in this issue also rips out some dude's nipple ring and just tosses it. Ugh. Painful. Um, and and there, there's a really great moment between young Jean Grey and Emma Frost that um, I thought was just spot on sort of characterization for – I thought that was that was my favorite bit in the issue was that whole confrontation and then plus the students watching like it was a sporting yeah. event. I mean, the only thing to me that sours this issue it doesn't really sour. It's just the really ham-handed Guardians of the Galaxy crossover that they continue to shoehorn into this book by having oh. Kitty and Kitty and Star Lord have this long distance relationship. Yeah, uh, out of nowhere, but uh, the rest of it was stellar. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the, the part like so they're they're having a quick fight sort of mentally. Jean Grey and Emma Frost, and they're showing each other scenes from all new X. Uh, sorry, not all new X Men, but from from new X Men. And uh, you know what we did last issue? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but then you get you know you get young Jean Grey turning into you know old new X Men Jean Grey, uh, and like just that moment was just. Fantastic. I liked her reaction of ooh because she was because Emma was showing her that scene, the famous scene where. Emma had pretended to be her, and Emma, and Jean Grey walked in on them in the Grant Morrison run, and 
And she was grossed out. And at one point, she's like, I'm a child. You should not be showing me these, these <laughs> images. But um, it's still good, the, the silly yeah. Guardians crossover. Couple, I mean, a couple of uh, things about this is I was actually thinking as I was reading this last week is that we've officially come to the point where these versions of the character, which, which proves, I think, everything that Joe Quesada ever said about Spider-Man being married, is that these versions of the character, these younger ones, are much more interesting Yep. compelling than the old. Oh my god. They just are. Absolutely. And so whoever it was, and you might know, whoever it was that sort of said, <laughs> "Let's let's bring back the kids." You know, where everybody all the old people were like, "No, no." Like they were right. That was the correct instinct. Yeah. Even though it's, on paper, it's always it better dumb. to keep the characters younger and freer. It's yeah. always but, better. But also to keep them. Like the fact that we've yeah. we've had them for this long and we'll continue yeah, to have them point. is just like, you it know, works. a testament to either Brian's skill or, you know, just the fact that it, it works. It makes the old characters seem redundant. I'm like, how can they get rid of them? How can we get rid of stupid And annoying. Face, stupid <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's it. it makes the old characters really old. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 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 well, we don't need Archangel anymore. I think clearly yeah. that's true. We don't yeah. need stupid face Cyclops anymore. We don't need... Horse uh, Beast? Yeah, exactly. We don't need... <laughs> well, you know what? I like Old Beast. I'm actually cool with it. I actually like Old Beast and Old Iceman. Those two can hang um, out. Make the only other one, little thing I wanted to say uh, is if you look at the art in this, um, you were actually talking about that page where uh, she walks in on them and she's named, she's cosplaying his ex, which is creepy. Yeah. They have the the side by side face splits of Jean and Emma, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and they've. They, I just want to. I, I was impressed by the faces, how they're different models. Yeah, like they have different names. They or I'm sorry, different like the lips are different. They have different face shapes. The eyes are sort of placed differently. Like they're not just girls. You know what I mean? A lot of artists, you know, girl model, boy model. Yeah, exactly. And they they have different. All these characters have different faces. Yeah, men and and women. And I, and I think that's really cool. You know what's funny about Captain America twenty three? And this this is shows you how dumb I am. I'm reading reading it, and about five pages in, I'm like, man, Remender should write an Avengers book. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh right, he is writing one, and it's really uh, really good. It's really great, but I just. <laughs> I'm reading it, and he writes Thor and Iron Man and Hulk all really well, and I'm like, I really like how he writes Iron Man. He should do that. Oh, right, he does. Um, And Josh, we already got the scene you knew was coming in which uh, Mm -hmm. old Steve and his cane kick some ass. That's all I wanted out of life. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, the the character uh, defeats all of Thor, Iron Man, and the Hulk, uh, and then he gets taken down by Steve. But let's be honest. Because of their relationship, maybe he gave him some shit. Right, you know, maybe he, he let him have it a little bit, make make old man feel good. You can have that one, old man. It was good. Yeah, it it was, and I just think that uh, hopefully all the hullabaloo about the last issue and that whatever that was is gone because, you know, at the end of the day, like I think this is a really fun big Captain America story, and and I, I've enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, you know, it's been a ton of fun, and and uh, oh, Sharon Carter has shit running down her leg. Um, <laughs> Who does? I was like, really? They went, with, they, went, they went with Brown there, huh? Okay. Well, she's in a cell. You know what? Oh uh, probably not brown shit running down the inside of her upper thigh. Who doesn't like a giant ship landing in Manhattan and a bunch of mutants pouring out, and you got to punch them? It's a, no, you know, it's a fun story. I'm I'm not talking about that part. I'm fine with that part. <laughs> I'm talking about the poop on the white. I'm trying outfit. to move on. Uh, it's kind of hard to. Because I had forgotten about it, then I got to that last page, and I was like, all right, poop. <laughs> this week, uh, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, this is also the best I think I've ever seen Carlos Pacheco. So Nice looking. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a good book. It's a good looking book. 
And I mentioned that last last week. Uh, when he does it, the book it's better. Yep. Uh, so hopefully he's I would, around. I, I would totally, I would totally read a six issue Senior Citizen Steve Steve Rogers miniseries. <laughs> no questions asked. Signing up for AARP. Look at how they dressed him. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. We're always complaining. See the things we're always complaining about how artists draw young people. But when you ask an artist in a comic book to draw an old person, they have that shit. This is this is like Dwight Eisenhower's leisure wear. It's perfect. <laughs> Bingo night. I think that our, I think I, I have to imagine the demographic for this show that we do here is just skewing upwards all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this week we saw Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman's debut. It's DC's newest anthology digital first series. You'll see it in paper eventually. And so much like uh, Legends of the Dark Knight and Avengers of Superman, this is the Wonder Woman's anthology. This, and the fir- this, is, this is Adam Hughes' all-star Wonder Woman? Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we luck. interviewed him about that, what, 2007 or 8? <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> so this, is, this was written by Gail Simone, art by Ethan Van Skyver. And since it's the uh, anthology digital first series, it takes place out of time and out of continuity. And it also means that all the characters are in their pre-52 looks, which I'm, that's, the, that's the term I'm using now. Uh, so you've got Superman with the trunks and, you know, old Joker and all that stuff. So in this story, and again, this is only part one of two, so there could be a twist. But in this story, uh, the villains finally succeed in killing Batman, Robin, and Nightwing. And so then they go hog wild in uh, Gotham. And or- Barbara Gordon, who's Oracle here because it's pre-52, calls in the big guns. And Wonder Woman shows up and starts meeting some Amazonian justice to the Bat villains. And I always liked as a kid... Whenever v- heroes and villains who don't normally interact interact, it was always fun, you know, to see Superman fight Joker or Flash fight somebody that Green Lantern number fights, and that was always fun. So here, I like, you know, they don't. Two Face doesn't like having to go up against Wonder Woman. That's not cool. Power sets are not even there. So I, I like how that must, that must irk Batman. Brr, it's so easy for her. Well, she was like, there's, you know, in her head, she's like, you know, Bruce wouldn't approve of this, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, all, with all due respect to Bruce, I fail to see what all the fuss is about, was what point she says. <laughs> so, uh, it was fun. Ethan Van Skyver's art's strong, and uh, I, I, I like seeing a dejected Joker who does not, I'm not happy about the situation. So, it's interesting. And I like Wonder Woman, so it'll be fun. It's good that she's got her own anthology, and, and at, the end of the, at the end, she calls in the Amazonian troops because the whole city's under siege by, by criminals. So... Cool stuff. If you're a Wonder Woman fan, you can check out digital copies or digital chapters every week. Or I think it's every other week, actually, with this book, it looks like. And then the paper copies will come eventually, collecting the full stories. So there you go. If you missed the pre-52, come check out Wonder Woman's sensational, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman number one. You get a couple of pages of Barbara Gordon's Oracle. I know people miss that. So there you go. Those are the comics of the week. You want to go to iFemboy.com, talk about them. You find the post for this show. Leave your comments about these books, other books, whatever you want. Uh, Josh's French accent, anything. Shut up! I'm guessing they don't say the www. It would be too long in French. It's also redundant. No one says www anymore. I say it all the time. Because you're old. You know, you know what? You're old and you had the book of the month. I did have the book of the month and I decided to make it Letter 44, uh, Volume 1. It collects the first six issues of the Oni series uh, written by Charles Soule uh, with art by 
It's uh, Alberto Albuquerque, I believe. It's, it's good that Charles Soule gets some work here. Well, I know, I know he's struggling. <laughs> he's really out there hustling for jobs. Look, he just gave up a book. Well, Wait. here's the thing. This book has been around uh, in, in one form or another, for, I think, since before uh, his star ascended, shall we say. Um, this was sort of like he'd originally done um, a couple a book called, a book uh, for slave labor called uh, Strong Man, um, and then and then he did Twenty Seven, uh, which was a mini for um, for uh, Image, and then sort of there was a little little quiet period because uh, he wasn't on the regular book and he was doing a couple things. And this was one of the projects that's that's been around for a bit, and it is like uh, the West Wing meets Space Adventure. So it's all from the premise grounded in reality. Basically, letter forty-four uh, is about it's it's uh, the new president's first day on the job. Uh, ostensibly, he's the guy who comes after W. Bush. Well, he's he's Latino Obama. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but he's not. He uh, it's not them exactly, but it pretty much is. There's a war going on. There's you know he, this guy's the liberal side of the of the whatever the neocon you know. Oh, it's exactly have. it. It is. Um, which is fine. <laughs> no, and it's, but it's not about that. It's not. So uh, he gets into office and he finds the letter from the, the the previous president that it's like. So all this stuff's been going on. This is all just a charade. We found uh, an alien craft that's sort of living between Mars and Jupiter, um, and we jump started this whole space program to get people out there to find out what it was and to try to neutralize the threat that we assume is coming for us. And well, that's why he, that's out, why they started all the wars in yes. the Middle East because he wanted combat veteran troops, mm-hmm. troops who had combat experience, ready for the war and the aliens. That's why he. Uh, and cause all these wars to happen, and that's why he he built up the defense budget, and that's why the car honked, and uh, <laughs> well, so that that's that's the reason. So why. that's the one side, and then the other side is you cut to what is a very alien like uh, situation to me, and I, I mean the movie Alien, where you have these sort of blue collar sort of astronauts and 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 scientists and a couple soldiers on this ship that's sort of slowly traveling out to go make contact with this uh, or at least to learn about the this this alien ship um Game over, there's, man. there's uh <laughs> well there's no arguing about who gets a full share but it's got <laughs> there are and there are like uh see there are six men and and two pretty two. women and and they've come up with a liberal policy on it's like other. the 60s in that ship yeah and then <laughs> it's like, like woodstock and you find out that one of them is pregnant. And they're actually not quite sure who the father is. And so there's this sort of little it's, – it's melodramatic, but it's a human drama that's going on on the spaceship. These people who are ostensibly doing the most important job in the history of mankind, you know, and, the, and, and they're cool about it. It's fine. And then you've got, you know, back on Earth watching the president try to start what is the hardest job on Earth, you know. But also he's got this thing going on that he's got to keep a secret and he doesn't quite know how to deal with it. And he's, he's trying to learn and figure out who's on his side and who isn't. And it's, it's very – it's political in the sense of the political gamesmanship like, a, like on House of Cards or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say I, I read the first four issues of this. I have the next two to read. Um, didn't get them done in time. Sorry. I failed you, Josh. But uh, I, I found it to be a mix of uh, West Wing, House of Cards, Armageddon, Alien – uh, and a bunch, of, all in a very good way. Because there's, it's there's very, a lot of in, yeah. intrigue. You know, there's, the, there's a there's a military industrial complex and or government complex who doesn't want the president to do certain things he wants to do, like tell the people about what's going on, and and so you know there's an assassination attempt on his chief of staff because the, you know they don't want things to happen, and then there's 
you know, it's just there's a lot of machinations going on on Earth while this ship is up in space and they find an asteroid and an alien asteroid and they got to investigate. And there's just a lot of cool things going on. The the ship knows, the the people on the ship know they're not going to come back alive because they don't have enough fuel to get back to Earth. It's a one-way mission. So there's lots of interesting things going on here. It's, you know, like the thing is, it... It's not very heady. It's not unintelligent. It's intelligent, but it's just kind of entertaining, and it's it moves quickly, and it's it's uh, it's it's really entertaining to read. And I think that you know we've been saying a lot of nice things about his work, which is very diverse. It's all over the place. He's got a lot of books coming out uh, as a writer, uh, and and you know this is this is just as good as any of it. You know, if you've really liked, uh, you know, like Swamp Thing and, and, and Thunderbolts, and this, like, mixes a lot of the stuff that he does well in those in sort of one story. I think this is probably my favorite of his ongoing things right now. Um, well, it's right up, right up your, our oh, yeah. alleys. Yeah, you know, it you totally is. I mean, now, if, if I had one critique of it, and, I, and it's, it is minor, but, and, but not at the same time, is I really wish there was a different artist on the book. Really? Yeah, I think Albuquerque, you know, does a fine job. He tells the story fine, but I just... Uh, the style doesn't do it for me, mm-hmm. and I just it just it's it doesn't. I wish it had like a more realistic artist on it, because um, it's a little really? cartoony. Yeah. See, I don't see. I don't mind. I know what you're saying. It's basically uh, everybody's suits are ill-fitting, and sometimes the arms are too long. And yeah, but it's consistent <laughs> all the way through, so that doesn't bother me. I think it's like a like an early Stegman kind of style. If that if that does that mm-hmm. work. I mean, look. It looks like somebody very early on in their career, and and yeah, they're that, on the right. They're on the right path. I just wish the style was different for this. But that particular. fits the economics of. Uh, oh, I get it. It's, it's an Oni book, and it's not. It's not a Marvel book. I get that. Um, totally. But, but uh, yeah. uh, to his credit, um, what I will say is that I think that his actualization of the world of the spacecraft of the the design of the, all the alien stuff is very strong. I think uh, he's working mostly in a real world situation. And so you don't have costumes to rely on. So all uh, of his characters are. I thought you meant that he and Charles Soule were living in a house with five other strangers. <laughs> True story. <laughs> um, Proving that. Never mind. I'm not going to continue. We could. We could. Derail it. But be, one of the things that I think the cartoony style lends itself to that because you can very easily identify who the characters are from each other, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think is really helpful. Um, except for the fact that you have two. Once the once the one woman's not pregnant anymore, they're both going to look very similar. Uh, one's Asian and one's not in the in the ship, um, but they have sort of dark same shoulder length hair. Anyway, um, I think it works though. I, I, I know it's, what you're still, it's still a really fun and interesting book. I was flying through it, yeah, because uh, I, I the story's great. It's a super page turner, and there's a lot of interesting things going on. You know, you're in space, and that's interesting. You're back with the president, that's interesting. You're back with the people trying to stop the president, that's interesting. It's it's all interesting, so, so it's all good. You know, and at the same time, like, you know, we are guilty of this, is we, we spend a lot of time talking about books from Marvel and DC, and then a little bit of Dynamite and Dark Horse and Boom, and not a lot of Boom, not a lot of IDW, and then a lot of Image, and we think, you know, it seems to feel like a lot of the stuff that's happening that's interesting is confined in there, and this is an ongoing regular comic book that comes out in issues uh that's coming out from from oni uh and and i you know i, I want to make sure like we don't get nobody gives it short shrift because i don't see people talking about it very much and i feel like it's very good and it should be it's it's like an alternative to this is the kind of book that that vertigo would have done at one time it's very much mm-hmm. like that uh i would be shocked actually if it wasn't originally pitched as a vertigo book now that i'm saying it but you know you know, there there is stuff happening in other places, and 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 it's it's sometimes it's really easy to write that off and go, well, I'll just get all my stuff from here, and then I don't have to look around. But um, 
it's totally worth it. And if, you know, like, you know, anybody who listens to this knows that Connor and I will, will, you know, Paul will talk about West Wing, you know, at all times or Alien <laughs> for that matter, uh, given the chance. I just want to talk about real world now. Yeah. Well, obviously it wasn't not funny. Do you think Charles Souls will never cleans the kitchen, leaves the dishes out all the time? No, I absolutely do not. I believe that, <laughs> I believe that kitchen is spotless. Um, and while it's spotless, it's something is being meticulously plotted. Kira. All right. Um, I've, been in, I've been in his kitchen. It's nice. So, so where can people buy the first volume of this at Amazon? At ifamboy.com slash Amazon? You could do that. Do you recommend they do that? I, I, Clearly you I, did. I, it's the I, book of the month. Well, I mean, yes, you could go to your local shop. That would be good. I think Oni would be fine with that, and the shops would too. But Is the local shop giving us a kickback? <laughs> it has in the past for me. All right. Well, you go to Josh's local shop. Not, I mean, While you're there, not, he'll give you a hug. Not in the form of, you know what? I actually owe him a hug, my comic book guy. I went to Guardians. I said, if you're there, I'm going to give you a hug. And then hold I on. Hold on. Do you... Is there some sort of transaction where you, you give him hugs because you comics? So we need to. Are you in trouble? I'm saying I have a received free comics and b I have hugged. I'm not putting any lines in between those, but that has happened. Those are true things. There's no causality. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm being I'm being advised this, not to say anything else. This is like different strokes. I was told there would be grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> All right. Well, there's the August book of the month, Letter 44, Volume One. Next month is September, and that's Paul. Correct. Well, you were the last one, and you did it a month early. And I just did this one, so I'm doing I was so that. excited to get it out of the way, Josh. Is he allowed to is he allowed to do it for us anymore? Is it with his new duties? <laughs> is that okay? Well, Are fine. you and Paul allowed to talk to each other, Jim? Is that a thing? Nope, that's it. We've wow. I mean he's he's been my nemesis forever. Right. So I think now it's now it's real. There was a there's a wonderful uh, Chuck Klosterman essay somewhere about the difference between your arch enemy and your nemesis. <laughs> and you're not necessarily enemy of your nemesis, but but right. I don't know. It's a long time ago. Look it up. I have an arch nemesis in my building. Really? And he and I have the same run on the beach, come home from work schedule. And oh, it's, it's that's problem. awkward. That's not why we're arch nemesis. This is just something that's happened since we've become arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you're not dating? He should park in his own <laughs> fucking spot. All right. <laughs> Let's do a couple of emails if we got time. <laughs> that was my favorite. Adam from Indiana wrote and says, Now that Dark Horse's Star Wars universe has wrapped... Are any of you excited about what Marvel has got planned? Are there types of stories you'd like to see them explore or avoid? If each of you could put together your dream team, what creators would you like to see on a Marvel Star Wars title? Personally, I'd want G. Willow Wilson and Amy Reader in a Princess Leia book. And maybe one set before the events of the original trilogy. So she wants like a, Pod- a Padme book? Or team a Queen, of- Queen Amidala? <laughs> team Princess Leia. Like Leia in the Senate. When she was like, 16. Like, Three letter forty four. Um, I'm looking forward to all of them. Do you have a British accent in that book, Ben? <laughs> so, only sometimes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of the books they announced Governor because Tolkien. they put uh, strong people in all of them. I mean, you're telling me Jason Aaron is going to write a general Star Wars book, and Mark Weed's going to write a Princess Leia book, and Kieran Gillen's going to write a Darth Vader book. And I'm you're in. Get, you're going to get planetary level John Cassidy like that. Well, God. for how many issues? Well, who cares? That that preview art they've shown looks damn good. So I'm excited for all of them. I don't really – beyond that, I'm not really – None of us have ever uh, – and I'm not speaking for you, Jim, because, because I don't know. But none of us have ever really been strong proponents of Star Wars ancillary material. Well, that's not true. In I, in, the, in the 90s and 2000s, I read every novel that came I, out. I know, okay, but the, the, we were different people then. I'm saying at this point, like, like I don't think you've ever been like, man, I wish they'd do a Star Wars book like this. And – 
okay, honestly, given the choice now, I would probably say, no, don't, don't do that. But if they're going to, right. this seems like a good way to go. I'd be fine if I'm exploring, char- I mean, they're not going to, but characters that aren't from the movies, you know, like the, uh, when I was a kid, I loved reading those Tales from the Cantina yeah, books about the, the, the Dr. Evazan mini. Yeah, like those characters from Lax Sivrak and Muftak and all those guys from the from the Cantina, that'd, that'd be a fun book. Sort of the underbelly of Tatooine, like a crime story, like a that would be awesome, like a mob book that's set on Tatooine with Jabba I the Hutt. See Greg Rucka do that, right? That's that. That'd be fun. That'd I just want to see the I want to see the Cantina band at like weddings and stuff. <laughs> Figure man in the modal nodes. <laughs> We got a gig, guys. <laughs> Shit, Evazan's here. Okay, don't it's, look it, he doesn't. It's like actually us. been really, it's actually been really, really funny because I'm taking my wife through Star Wars because she's never seen it, and I'm apparently a terrible husband for for you know not. Right. Is that not what she says? Ask the wives. Yeah, exactly. The wives exactly. Think you're a hero. Thank God you um, try to make so, so, like so, that thing. <laughs> so we're going we're going through the the original trilogy right now, and at the same time, and I'm going to do a shameless plug. It's fine, but I've got uh, a column going on over at comicbook.com that's touring Marvel Star Wars, and it's uh, an issue by issue recap of the old Marvel series, okay. and it's really funny. Um, and and actually, I like that there's so there's a lot that ties to the movies that I feel like I. Um, if there was something like that for this new movie coming out, I think I'd enjoy that. Uh, I liked the ancillary stuff more back then. I, I remember did reading those those comics in the eighties when I was a kid because they were they didn't seem so hemmed in. You know, now these days everything has to yeah. fit into the puzzle. And uh, you know, the, when they did those comics, I believe it wasn't it while the films were, were coming out. You you uh, it was before it was before them. So there were a lot. There were actually quite a few differences. Um, yeah, but. And even the, when the novels started coming out, Star Wars had been a forgotten property. So they basically had the freedom to tell stories and not worry about a, a really ravenous – I mean you had a ravenous fan base, but it was small because Star Wars had, had sort of eclipsed by other things. And, and now, every, now, now everything is so charged emotionally. And I, I'm part of it. I got you know, I get upset about anything. It's, I shushed Jim earlier when he tried to mention the prequel. So <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, a more, it's, it's a more fraught scenario than it was Sorry. in the 80s. Sorry. You know. So, I don't have any particular thing. I, want. I mean, other than that crime book I just pitched, which Marvel can take and run with, and I'm fine with. Um, I'm, I don't. I don't really have any other wants. But I, G. Willow Wilson on Amy Reader and Leia would be great. Uh, Wade would be also be great. Yeah, I have no so, problem with Mark Wade on anything that Mark Wade wants to do. More Mark Wade books is always my motto. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, it could be, he could do Greedo. I'd, I'd read that. Oh yeah. <laughs> would he write? You know? it? Would he write it all in Huttese? <laughs> I would like Not to see totally a book cool. about the uh, stormtroopers on the Death Star. Like you call, I, I really just want to see stuff that's not. And I love the main characters, but I really, if you're asking me, I'd want to see books about. I want to follow characters. follow an, an Imperial trooper because that 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 red suit man. Although, see, the problem is now they'd have to all be clones, so that's annoying. He's a, yes. that's an Imperial guard. The Imperial guard. That's what I meant. Yeah. Whatever. He's not a trooper. Well, they, they, they were they were the they were the highest level stormtroopers. They're, right. they're supposed, they were they're the, supposed to be pretty pretty uh, pretty badass. They were the most badass. You became an Imperial Guard. So like the red guys were the scariest. But you but you never you've never seen them in action. Well, no, they didn't have to be. They just intimidate you with their red garb, <laughs> and then you you immediately acquiesce. Does have to be a pain in the ass to dry clean. I want a story with one Jawa. <laughs> just like who's just who like gets caught up in a bunch of things, and they have to take the Jawa with them. 
You know, I never buy anything at uh, at Comic Con anymore. But uh, I was at Katie Cook's booth this year, mm-hmm. and she sells those little five or ten dollar yeah. drawings. Yeah. And she had a little Jawa that said "Utini," so I bought it. Yeah, because <laughs> it was awesome. The fact that you can't actually say that word, that dialogue, without really putting it all into it, you can't. can't. Utini. Yeah, see, you can't, can't do it. So uh, throws that's... his arms up. That's my favorite bit in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> like, like they say something to him, and they like, "You told me to junk," and he just goes, throws his arms up. What? 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 <laughs> it's almost English. Although, Let's do a Jawa book just I, about them selling shit. I'm fine with that. The, <laughs> yeah. like, or like, like, the, like, a, like a Jawa, like a reality show, and it's them like dealing with people all over Tatooine. It's, 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 it's Jawa porn, uh, porn stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but as everybody knows, that's difficult to record because Jawas communicate to each other by smell. Except for the talking bit. Nope, they don't talk to each other like that. They're not supposed to. They're supposed well, to. Well, they were in the first movie. There's, somebody's got a reason for that, but they're olfactory uh, communicators. It's just like a Jawa. Whoever wrote like, that didn't watch the movie. Jawa and customer well, service. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't make it all the way that Where they were clearly the, watching the movie, uh, talking to each other in the movie. That was in Tales of the Tales of Most Eisley, probably. Right. Yeah. So, that, uh, Adam. Thank you for writing in. Adam from Indiana. Dan, we missed your email. Sorry about that. We're running late on time. So uh, email us at contact.ifanboy.com if, uh, to get on the show with your email. and uh, Or call our voicemail line at 888-FANBOY-3262697 uh, with your questions or comments. If you're calling the voicemail line, keep it around 30 seconds. Tell us uh, who you are and where you're from. We appreciate that. So let us plug things, Jim. Plug. Uh, Let's talk about your podcast first. Let's talk comics. Is I'm I I can't believe I'm almost at episode fifty two. I I will have officially have done, done this. Done one every week. Done one every week. That's that's uh, that's impressive. I mean, we've been and doing that, that for uh, almost a decade, but still, no, that's good. <laughs> oh, I, I, so we've had you. This is the first time you've been on since the Ron yeah. show, and I I was going to say I must have I must have missed the fact check call you you surely <laughs> made to check the facts on that. Well, I mean, Ron interview. wouldn't lie, would he? Certainly, wouldn't exaggerate. No, <laughs> did you guys know <laughs> that uh, he won World War Two? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, his idea to defeat the Nazis. So, Let's Talk Comics is a great interview show you do, Jim. Where can people find it? Uh, com. I've got a great one coming up this coming Monday with Gabe Hardman. That- oh, listen, yeah. listen. I'm going to tell you something. If you're listening out there. There's no one. I'm not exaggerating here. There's no one you would rather listen to talk about comic books and pretty much anything than Gabe Hardman. Yep. I'm just, oh, man. Like, it's never been disappointing. He's not going to play your game, pal. <laughs> no. He does did not. You, did you already record it? Yeah, it's all done. It's, it's is he grumpy coming. on it? Oh, it, he is very, very funny. You know what? It's funny, and I, and I told him this, that had I had – done the interview with him when i had first started it would have been a terrible terrible show um but now that i've sort of been able to sort of get into my groove a bit it was fantastic well he was he's, he's also really funny even when he's not doing his oh, grumpy he's super he's, funny he doesn't actually need to be grumpy I, I ran into him at a party at comic-con and he did a whole bit on paris which was hilarious um <laughs> just gotten back from it I believe. yeah he had just gotten back so i asked him about it and he just he just went on a whole thing about it and i didn't want to be the artist in paris but i figured what the fuck so i was doing sketches like it was, he just went off um he's great yeah he's really I, great. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say a nice thing uh so the reason that this show works uh, is that is that uh, if you if you don't know Jim used to work for Marvel he came up through there so the people that he's talking to they they 
respect him a little bit. And they treat him and they talk to him a well, little bit. Just a little bit, not too much. No, I'm just that, saying they, they talk much. to him like a peer. So it doesn't it does it, so they're more open. They're more they'll talk to him, you know, like a professional and and for me those conversations are always more interesting than a lot of you know, and obviously like I did my shows like this too, like then 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 a lot of fan questions. Like it, your show isn't about what the hell's going to happen with Cyclops. It's not about that. It's about the craft, it's about making comic books, it's about working in the business, it's about the lifestyle, it's about those things, which I think are the things that are interesting about comic creators, not what's necessarily going to happen to Batman next issue. Um and I think that you've gotten better as you as you keep doing it. You stopped apologizing when you didn't know what you were going to say instead of just talking. That's that's <laughs> that's a tip from me to you. I'm kidding. Yep. I did, I did that a lot, um, uh, but no, it's a good show, and and I I, oh, only, I listen to the ones with people I know, which is sort of like you're doing shows just for me. Oh, <laughs> it's my friend on that one, but I've listened to other ones too that I didn't know them. All right, enough backslapping. What about comicbook.com? What is this? I've never heard of it. Comicbook.com is a website. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, it, with the with the best domain name you could ever get. <laughs> what kind of idiot would work on a comic book website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one right here. Um, yeah, no, it, they've uh, we've undergone uh, a, f- a few changes. Um, the site looks uh, much different now, and we're bringing on a, a bunch of new writers, and we're going to bring the comics back to comicbook.com because for a long time it was just a lot of movie news, um, which, hey, don't get me wrong, a lot of movies going on right now. And that's, if you're the editor of a comic site, you like the movie news, so <laughs> I like don't the apologize. Movie news. Yeah. I'm, gonna well know. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the same advice that we gave Paul. Just three words: Walking Dead boobs. Deal with it what you want. Yeah. That's for everyone. Yeah, so, but no, so well, you're the editor in chief of Comic. I am the editor in chief, and so yeah, we're gonna be bringing a lot more. Um, I want to bring a lot more interviews that are sort of the style of Let's Talk Comics to the site that you know, obviously about you know whatever new project is, but to go a little bit deeper, I want to I want the creators and the people who are making this stuff to stand out a bit more, um, and so that's that's going to be where you can find all You'll of find that, all those interviews in between Walking Dead boobs posts, right? Exactly. And lists, because lists. I love those lists. Five best Walking Dead boobs. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's That'll shock you. That I'm working on that right this now. This Walking Dead had boobs, and you'll never believe what happened next. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you won't. You won't be able to. You'll, you'll probably crash your server. You know what? You probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> Take that back. I'm gonna put it to the test. So check out uh, Let's Talk Comics and ComicBook.com. That's where you can find Jim Viscardi covering the comic book industry every week. And uh, Josh, let's plug the show you did. Yes, we shall plug. I bet that there are some people out there. No, I don't. Who haven't watched Guardians of the Galaxy or listened to our Guardians of the Galaxy show? I know. I know some people who have not yet seen it who want to. So All right, they're, well, they're out there. They, they exist. Uh, if you want to do that, really make sure that you uh, listen to our Guardians of the Galaxy uh, podcast special edition that we did uh, about the uh, about the movie uh, and and how everyone loves Chris Pratt now so much. That and the Lego Movie. He's the king of the world. He truly is a star lord. Um, that's a good show. Our, our good friend and, and founder, uh, Ron Richards, came back. Did you know that a lot of people think <laughs> that someone else figured out that, that you could uh, make penicillin from mold, but it was him? <laughs> Did you know that? Crazy. Uh, you can go back in the feed and you can check out that show, and I highly recommend it. Uh, here's a hint. Everyone liked the movie. I don't even know of anybody who didn't like the movie now. And if they are, they're just – you're like people who say the Beatles are overrated. Just you liked it. Come on. It's fine. So check that out. Next week is episode 450. We're going to be doing that live. 
It's going to be an all email show. Questions. We're going to talk about the pick of the week, and then we're going to do all email for the rest of the show as long as we have emails to read or as long as we can go without passing out or falling asleep or someone gets yelled at to turn the computer off. One of those things. So if you want to get your sh- your email on the show, you've got until Wednesday, August 20th. Uh, by uh, We'll say by the end of the day, Wednesday, to get your email in. Subject line 450 to get that on the show. We will be recording on the internet Friday, August 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You'll be able to watch that live stream either on iFanboy. There's going to be a post with the video or on YouTube, on our YouTube page. There will be the streaming video there, I believe. I believe it's also there, isn't it? Yes. So <laughs> either way, just do go to iFanboy.com. That's where the stream will be. So hopefully you can join us Friday, August 22nd, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's what we'll be- UTC? I don't know. Get off the show. It's your problem. <laughs> um, we'll be doing that live. If, if you can't catch the live show, of course, as always, the show will be, will be uh, you know, rebroadcast okay. on the feed, archived and edited on the feed, so don't worry about that. But if you've got a question to get in by Wednesday, August 20th, subject line 450, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Josh may have a Guinness, if I can convince him. I believe that I have some sort of, uh, I, I have a, some sort of lemon shandy. I have some uh, booze. It'll be, it'll be a fun time. I don't know what I just said. All. So uh, hopefully you can join us. The information will be at ifanboy.com probably on Monday. I'll probably have the post up by then. Well, all right. That's In the meantime, head over there, comment on this show, talk about this week's books. You can uh, find out all our other podcasts, including the Guardians of the Galaxy show. Oh, should have plugged this. The, Paul, and I, Paul and I and Ryan Hopp oh. did the uh, Batman Assault on Arkham podcast. Uh, the Animation Brain Trust got together for the latest DC Universe animated original film, which is based in the world of the Batman uh, Arkham Asylum video games which is really a Suicide Squad movie, hardly any Batman in it at all. Um, but uh, we did that show. So you can find that, sh- that show on the feed directly behind this one you're listening to right now. And that is also found at ifanboy.com. Yes. You can also go follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ifanboy or facebook.com slash ifanboy. You'll be able to see what the pick of the week is before this show comes out and, and, and some other things. You know, there'll be some, some little bits in there, some retweets. You know, we'll, it's there. We use it sometimes. Walking dead boobs. Walking dead boobs. It's mostly there to inform you on the things we're doing on this show or when things are happening. So you can find the news there, the updates. Uh, you can follow us individually at Jay Flanagan, that's me, or CLS Kilpatrick, that's Connor, or Fuzzy Typewriter, that's Paul. Where is Paul? I have no idea where Paul is. Do we, do we, did he, did he, t- uh, I don't know. And, and, I didn't check on him. And at Jim Viscardi, uh, which would be uh, Jim, who's, who decided to step up. I'm just saying if I have a website that I'm going to go to now, right now, I've got a favorite. Uh, also, yours exists. Yes. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, you want you want to do this last part? You want to do some of the business? Sure. All right, go uh, for it. And wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. Go ahead. And finally, if you dig us, write a review on iTunes, or better yet, tell your friends about the show. Introduce your mom to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to toughen you up because you run a website now. You got to be tough. You gotta, you gotta be, be able to take it. Do you have? You know what? You have leave a review for Let's Talk Comics, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> Do you have anyone who That's hates fun. you yet? No, not yet. Give it time. Yeah, I'm waiting. That's it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Jim. Je m'appelle Josh. Josh. Sound like your name is Josh. I believe it's Josui. I believe is the French pronunciation. It sounded like you were zhuzhing, like in uh, "Your Eye for the Straight Guy." I, I literally just stopped. I just, I, just I you stopped. had a stroke in the like, middle of your name. I didn't know what to do. 
How about you sit down and, have, and, and just take a, take a load off? Till next week. I did know what to do. <laughs> <laughs>